Welcome to Testing Code, a podcast about software testing and software development. I'm your host, Brian Aachen, and today we're going to talk about how to go about exhaustively testing a particular functionality of your code. Uh, Before we get started, I've got a few people I want to thank. I want to thank Felix Haberl. I'm probably pronouncing your last name wrong. Sorry about that, Felix. But Felix is the first contributor to the Cards Project, other than myself. So now there are two contributors. So that's exciting. We're actually going to talk about what uh, Felix proposed and helped out with a little later. Next, uh, Patreon supporters. I couldn't do this without you. And thirdly, the Slack channel folks. Right now there are, it looks like, 354 members. If you've got a question about software testing in Python, these men and women in here are amazing. They help out people all the time. Uh, There's people around paying attention. If you ask a question, it won't go unanswered for very long. So thank you everybody on Slack and thanks Felix and thanks Patreon supporters. And so next, um, let's uh, get into it. On the last episode, episode 38, we talked about uh, prioritizing software tests the plan for today, for this episode, was to take like a particular feature, like the delete feed functionality of cards. So, as a reminder, cards is a uh, it's a task application, little thing, a command line thing to demonstrate some of the testing techniques. And I was going to take something like delete and use equivalence partitioning and boundary value analysis to develop uh, more more thorough tests. But I had a, this wonderful opportunity, and the opportunity was that Felix had. Uh, submitted a pull request. He um, thought that it'd be neat to have a a feature to filter. So once we have a whole bunch of uh, tasks listed, it'd be great if we could um, not list them all all the time. So there'd it'd be a way to like filter them. And this is a common thing. So you got a group, a team, a team of people, um, and you want to list out, let's say you want to list out the ones that are um, not, don't have any owners yet um, so that you can assign owners or so that you can pick something that you might want to work on. And, or you want to look at all the tasks that you have or all the done ones or, or something. So, uh, the, the request initially was for two flags. Um, one of them that for an owner flag on list to say, um, Hey, uh, just list, uh, uh, those of a particular owner. And that makes sense. And the other thing is, um, Oh, a no owner flag. So to list the, the, the items that don't have an owner yet, both these completely reasonable, easy to understand. Um, and Felix went ahead and did an initial implementation and I appreciate that and initial tests and, uh, the initial tests were in, uh, the command line interface tests and, um, these were great. It was a great start. So thanks Felix. Um, and I, uh, took it and ran with it. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a good thing to have. Uh, I'm excited about having my first contributor to the project. Awesome. Um, and also I, as I, said I'm, I'm dog fooding this application trying to use it at work and yes i want to be able to filter things really well um so there's um and this is a sort of a feature that that's going to be used a lot so i really want the testing to be thorough so this is a great opportunity to, t- to go ahead and and touch on a few things so if I, somebody says cards list you can add a filter you can add a a, a flag that says no owner you can add a flag that says owner and then list the owner. And then you can also say whether you want to list um, the done items, uh, a true or false flag for that. So if you don't pass in the done flag, all of the items are going to get returned and listed whether or not they're done. And if you pass in true, it's um, all the 
the items that are done, the completed ones. And if you pass in false, it filters those and just lists the ones that are not done. Does it make sense? Uh, the no owner is uh, kind of self-explanatory. If you pass in no owner, you get um, the items that don't have any owner on them. The owners, are, let's talk about what, what you can pass in. If you don't pass it in, it, it lists all the tasks, regardless of owner. Um, if you pass in something, the something could be a, it could be an owner. Uh, it could be a, a string that's the same as one of the owners that's in the list in that's assigned to the cards. It could be somebody that isn't in, in the list yet. This person doesn't have any cards that are there. I realized when I was playing with this that there's not really a way to take once there is an owner. If you want to remove the owner, you can't really do that. You can, but you can update um, something with an empty string. So, an owner of empty um, should make sense. So, if we didn't like, for instance, if we didn't have the no owner flag, passing in an empty owner, um, that should be the same as saying I want to list the ones with no owner. So, I want to make sure that works, and then they can work in combination. So. You can pass in, uh, let's say I pass in no owner and uh, an owner of Aachen, say, and uh, done true. That means I want to list all of all of the items that are listed that I own, plus I want to list all the owners that don't have an owner, plus of all of those, I only want to list the ones that are done. So all that makes sense, and it's a little, it kind of makes sense if you think about it, and it's a little complicated, so this is a... This is a risky thing. Um, there's complexity, there's risk, there's recent. So according to our test our test of our prioritization from episode 38, maybe we should thoroughly test this, and I totally think so. So how do we do that? So we already kind of, when I talked about, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to touch on a lot of these. Equivalence partitioning is a cool way to say I've got this infinite set of I can't completely test anything. I can't test all of the all of the possibilities because the set is infinite for a lot of cases. In in our case, done can either be none, true or false, no big deal. No owner can be there or not there. But the owner field can be not there. It can be some a string, but the string can be anything. Um, so that's infinite. You can't test every string. So how do you split those up? And we've already sort of um, in uh, um, like enum values or booleans are easy because you don't really have to split them up. They're they're already kind of in small sets. But the owner one, I've uh, split those up into saying um, the whether the uh, the owner exists in the set, the owner doesn't exist in the set, or an empty string. So I've narrowed that down to say. Um, I'm partitioning all the input of owner to say those th- those different things. It's either none, it's uh, an owner that's in the set, an owner that's not in the set, or an empty string. Um, and those are all I can I can test more, but they're all going to fall. All the all of the possible input are going to fall into those categories. So as long as I test those like one element from those categories, um, the theory for equivalence partitioning is that all other tests are going to be equivalent to these tests. So that's good. Um, we can jump in. And I think that actually learning all these, it's going to be better if we just touch on them when we need them. Uh, boundary value analysis. So this is, I mean, it's good to read up on value, boundary value analysis, but really we make mistakes on the edges. And also we make mistakes on uh, on 
how to describe and define requirements on the edges. And this is, and so once you learn about it and start using it, it's just something you kind of use. In our case, uh, the, the, the values of owner, the boundary that I'm considering is the empty string. So before I, I always like add this when I come up with the equivalence, equivalence partitioning first, and then I think about boundary value analysis. And it's usually, I think about it as the edges of my equivalence partitions. And before I, before I learned about boundary value analysis, I probably wouldn't have said, well, what about the empty string? But that's one of those things of, um, that's the, that's one of those boundaries. Um, and, so that's why it's in the test. But I also wanted to define it. So I, before I defined it, I didn't really know what, before I thought about it, I didn't know what it should do. So um, there's a, how do I test all of this? So there's a, how many test cases could there possibly be? And it's actually pretty big. So if I take um, the done, they're, they multiply out. So if I, I take the done element, uh, it's none, true, or false. That's three. Um, the no owner flag could be there or not. That's two choices. So that's six combinations, or that's uh, yeah, three times two is six. And the owner, if I set those partitions as none, uh, so an empty string, uh, none, no, an owner that's in the set and an owner that's not in the set, that's one, two, three, four, four times six is 24 different possible uh, test cases. Um, that's, um, that's kind of a lot. So how do I, um, oh yeah, we, but, but some of these are like totally make, you can collapse them down. Um, so we're not going to do 24 test cases, but we're going to do quite a bit. What if I really do want to thoroughly do these? So the, the, the way to really, thir- uh, another way to thoroughly test something is to use decision, decision tables. And uh, as far as I can tell, what I do for a table-based testing is similar to uh, decision table um, testing. If you look it up, decision table testing, there's, it's kind of actually all the, like the Wikipedia page and stuff. It seems to be a little confusing, but in this case, what, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to write a table and I'm going to write a column for the done flag, the owner flag, and then no owner flag. Um, and then go through, uh, uh, leaving all of the other elements the same. So I'm going to start out with none, none, none. And I'm going to say, Okay, so there's a no owner. The, the the no owner flag is not passed in. If I don't pass in an owner, but I do pass in um, a done, or what the value of the done flag is none, true or false. So that's three test cases. Um, and then like uh, counting counting in binary, I'm going to toggle the next one. So if I have the owner is the next one, I'm going to go to the next value of owner and then go through all the cases of done. And then uh, once I get and keep doing that until I get all through all through my equivalence partitions um, for owner. And then I'm going to repeat everything with whether or not I pass in the no owner flag. This is, um, if you do it in a spreadsheet or something, actually it doesn't take that long to, to do all of this. And then I can collapse some. So one of the things I noticed was um, the, uh, the empty string and no owner kind of are, they're all, they all, it returns the same, in a lot of cases, it returns the same uh, set of values, actually, in all the cases. <clears throat> so coming up with what the result should be is easy uh, in that case. The other thing is 
the case where the owner is listed but not um not there like uh like there's no I, I added an owner but that owner doesn't exist in the set that's going to return an empty string or an empty empty list so that's uh, i don't have to test all combinations it's like one test case so I boiled it down to like 18 test cases or 16, uh, which is still a lot, but um, but I only need one test. And uh, that's thanks to PyTest. And um, I'm not going to list all this out, but I used per test parameterization. And if you go to the cards, so it's uh, github.com slash Aachen slash cards. And if you look at the, I'm going to keep working on this, but for right now it's at version 0.1.11. And uh, that, if you go into the tests um, and then look at the uh, cards DB under there, there's a new file called test list filter. And this is, I actually listed out um, all the test cases, but it's, it's all, they're all one liners. So what I did was I really pretty much set up a table with test parameterization and uh, the, the, the elements can be, the no owner, the owner, the done, and the indices. The indices are which um, I've got a, like a test set of uh, cards with just five cards in it. And and then which combination of those five get pulled out based on which flag. And this is, um, I'm using, I'm also using the uh, ID field of parameterization to uh, to make use of um, listing these out well. So, so that once... Uh, they're a little terse in their implement in and how I've written it down, but you uh, with the ID I explain all of the combinations. So one test, uh, sixteen test cases, uh, sixteen parameters that go in, parameter sets that go in to one test, and it's just a um, uh, the oh yeah, and also a fixture to, to set it all up. So there we go, have it. I've got um, using. A little bit of boundary value analysis, a little bit of equivalence partitioning, and a little bit of parameterization. Um, actually, a lot of parameterization, but a little bit of decision tables. Um, I've come up with a, what I think of as a thorough test case. Now, is this is this silly? Is it silly that I've tested this many test cases? And um, maybe you could argue some of these don't really need to be there. But the entire thing runs in like... It, actually, let, let, I'm going to go back. I'm on going to run it in PyCharm and rerun all of my tests. And I don't, because I can't remember how long it takes. So all the tests, including all of the, the command line interface tests and everything, I'm still up, up to 0 0.75 seconds. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't need to start calling test cases yet. I mean, it, sometimes we get to the point where we want to call test cases, but uh, right now I think I'm good with this. Um, the... Uh, Right, so we touched on a lot of stuff. Um, if I want to really thoroughly test something, I can pull out my equivalence partitioning tool, my boundary value analysis, and decision tables, and say, hey, yes, I think I have exhaustively tested this. Now, how about the split up? So I, uh, whether you test through the command line interface or, or test through the user interface at the top or test through a subcutaneous API, um, and that's just uh, the... I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in the next episode, but the um, I left, uh, I slimmed down the command line interface test that um, Felix had put in to just do with the the CLI tests. I just want those to essentially just test the flags to make sure that the flags get through correctly. So I only need um, 
I could have mocked, but I only for the but I didn't. I just uh, uh, let's take a look. Oh, it's just in the test test CLI. There is a, a test list filter um, that is one one test case to make sure all the that that it works in one test in passing in no all of the flags, no owner owner and done. And I just want to make sure that the the user interface elements the 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 click code all works. I want to make sure of that. Plus, I'm dogfooding it, but I like to have one of these in here. And then all of the combinations, though, use the API because it's a lot easier to work with. And uh, yeah, those are the levels. Um, there's a couple other things I did recently. I actually we've moved things around a lot. I moved the cards into a source directory. The uh, the implementation code because because I was using my own advice and and because you should use a source directory and there's a um, there's an episode of Python bytes that we talked about that I can't remember which one though uh, anyway um, because they're good and we have a lot of tests to make sure it works and then the other thing is uh, there's um, there's more documentation now but there's also um, the a use if you remember at the beginning of this, I had some manual tests. And one of the first things you're going to do when you automate often is um, take your manual tests and try to automate those. And I did that, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. So um, I hope you've gotten a, you're having fun with this because I am. And uh, please uh, join Felix and I and, and start hacking on this Cards app. Um, it's a it's fun, I think, and there's there's already some uh, suggestions for new uh, new features. One of the things that Felix suggested was um, a plugin system. I don't know how to do plugins, but that might be fun. Be, if anybody else knows how to use uh, plugins, uh, that add plugins to a project, that might be neat. Um, I don't know if we really need a plugin system yet, but uh, what the heck? Um, anyway, that's all. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop blathering on right now and let you get back to testing your own code. And so I will see you next time on Testing Code. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want to ask me questions, go ahead. Um, there's a contact form on testingcode.com, but there's also uh, me on Twitter at, at Brian Ockin. So Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you next time.